Okay. So you wanted to talk about hockey, right? That was. I mean, all I know, I know two things about hockey. Connor McDavid's really good, and the Blues are as bad as the Cardinals are this year, and that's about all I know. (laughs) Yeah, I don't really know that much. I uh, I've watched like two playoff games, and I'm like, huh, this is kind of fun. Like, I mean, yeah, playoff hockey is entertaining. I have no idea what's going on at all times, but it's entertaining. Because, like, I don't know, like, it'd be like icing. I don't know what icing is. Oh, no clue. I go for the fights. I don't know. Like, I went to one minor league hockey game. It was a blast. There were, like, three fights. I would say you watch other sports, and then you start watching hockey, and things will happen. You'll be like, that's got to be a penalty, right? (laughs) (laughs) That can't be legal. (laughs) That's a blindside block. Because they were going on about how uh, Toronto's goal- goalie took a puck to the head. And they're just like, oh, boy, he's having trouble getting up. He's dazed. And I'm like, is the way you going to stop this? <laughs> Do we not check for concussions in hockey? This was after some guy had to race off the uh, ice because he took a puck to the face and was bleeding everywhere. And he then came like, back like five minutes later. Yeah. It's because half the guys are Russian or Ukrainian. They don't feel pain in the old Soviet Union countries. They just don't feel pain. It's it's. I I admire hockey guys. I can't skate or do anything like that. So I admire them because it's to move that fast on the ice and be able to play hockey at the same time is crazy. Yeah. So yeah, like I can barely, you know, skate around the rink. I can't and roller skate. Ankle, <laughs> and then my ankles hurt. Yeah. I am six five and large. I'm not made for hockey. I'm not, actually. I think you I are, have, aren't you? Not with my center of gravity. I'm not. I'm not coordinated enough for that. I'll stick at the basketball court. Uh, uh. Anyways, right, well, you uh, we're only 113 days from football season, so. And you wanted to discuss your predictions. <clears throat> yeah, well, I kind of waited. I go to my. I get. I look at my Facebook memories like every day, just because I'm bored. And mm-hmm. each day in May, it's the same time every year. My old predictions for the year before pop up. So let's do the predictions for next year kind of deal and keep it rolling. Um, last year's was better than the year before. Two years ago, they were pretty rough. Like, it was bad. Um, last year was not bad. So th- this year, we'll see what happens with it. Um, a few a few of them I thought made were pretty – I didn't go very far on a limb on some of them because I think no. there's two <laughs> heavy favorites uh, with War- with County and Archie. Uh, mm-hmm. Going into this year, uh, based on and again, this is very early. We haven't even even started prepping for next year really that much. I mean, we haven't seen any team camps. We don't really know who all going out next year. Still, I mean, it's oh, it's May. Oh, I've been working the track meets, <laughs> and we're not track talking about one, We're not talking about the hundred and ten meter dash or whatever. Hundred meter dash, hundred ten hurdles, all that mm. good stuff. That's right. The one tens, the hurdles. I like see. I like track meets. It's just surprised nobody because it's all just numbers and just times, distances, and stuff like that. And I'm a nerd. So you, so so. you don't actually like the track meets. You like getting the results. Oh, absolutely. Track meets are long and boring. <laughs> track meets are long and tedious, but the results are great. <laughs> and you get to a certain race. There's certain fun races, like the 400 the other day at the 275 conference meet. That was fun. A bunch of good runners there. So this would be a fun race, and it was. Had to wait three hours to get to it, but see, I was a bit confused. So I was at the GRC. Yes, and I don't know if you know this, Albany and Worth County 
fast individuals. They got some yes, speed. very, very good relay teams over there. And Worth County just destroyed the other teams in the four by four. Mm. But I was like, Albany didn't seem to put out their fast guys. I was confused. they. The- they rule the four by one and the four by two. That's kind of Albany's two races. Bunch of their like the Porter Davises and the I think Camper might be in one of the relays too. They they real fast in the one and the two. The four hundred a long race. Um, you, you talk about no one likes to actually like actually race actually likes running the four hundred. I talked to Jarrett Smotta from East Atchison after the two seventy five conference meet. He's like, I'm never running that again. I'm so happy. <laughs> so after the conference opened four, and I'm like, I don't blame you because that race looks like it's terrible. Because yeah. it's well, a sprinting running. for a lap. Well, yeah, I was a thro- I was a discus thrower. It's fantastic. Yeah. Uh, speaking of which, uh, North Andrew once again broke Worth County's heart by just the smallest of margins. <laughs> Another two point game over there. <laughs> so, <laughs> if I can remember these numbers correctly, Jacob Tittum, this was a shot put, threw it fourteen point three seven meters. Jace Latham threw it fourteen point three six. Ah, poor Jace. So, oh yeah, track um, meets are fun though. I'm not going to districts though. I got to work Saturday, so or else I'd be there at West Platte. I think I have to go to sectionals. Plattsburgh, I believe. Yeah, I don't know. I'll find out <laughs> when it's time and. <laughs> Although Plattsburgh would be a good place, that would be a good way to get some new info. There you go, some networking over there. I know that first weekend of June, I'm heading over to Graceland for their team camp. There'll be, I think, 10 or 11 total eight-man teams, a couple of Iowa teams up there, and a few of the Missouri teams. I know, I think Skyler will be over there. I don't remember who's all going to be there, but it's like 10 or so total teams. So it should be a fun one to kind of go to. Um, with that, I should have the information here somewhere. I was talking to a couple of the assistant coaches at Graceland there, and they were telling me who all was going to be over there. Uh, that Waco team out of Iowa, who apparently is one of those Iowa monsters. Yeah, they went 13-1 last year, and their only loss was that uh, Restman St. Mary's powerhouse team there in Iowa. So, um, yeah, that should be fun. Albany, Princeton, Schuyler, Northland, Plattsburgh, Slater, Knox County. So good little variety of teams that we don't always get to see all that often because they are drives to get to or they're new to eight man. So um, kind of be good to see some of those teams um, up there as well. So one team has two D1 caliber football players. I'm guessing that's the Waco team out of Iowa. So, yeah, huh. so that should be fun. Yeah, they got some. They got some monsters. Apparently, they're gonna walk off the bus, and people are like, "Well, that's not a normal eight man team." So, uh, it'll be like Stanbury going down to Appleton City a couple of years ago, when Stanbury was like six two across the board. They're <laughs> like, "What is this? This is a normal." Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, what of my predictions kind of did you disagree with? What was the one you thought I was the craziest with? So we can just run them down real quick. So you had yeah. Worth County running away with GRC. I think that's. I think the GRC will be tougher than maybe you'd expect after loss of five thousand seniors. 
Um, <laughs> You're not wrong. It's like 80 seniors, I think, between the seven teams or something. It's it's a it's a crazy amount. Um, with that, 61. I thought it was more, yeah. but a lot of those were like three teams. Like King City, Albany, North Andrew had a, a lot of seniors. Stanbury had a lot of good seniors. So those teams would come back to the pack. Well, and you know, King City. Um, talk to uh, Breckenridge. Uh, they're mm-hmm. gonna have close to thirty guys still somehow. Um, but let's see. <laughs> I mean, I don't, <laughs> I don't know what those thirty guys are. Again, those that's that's kind of stuff I enjoy, uh, especially like the Albany camp. I love that camp because oh, yeah. uh, typically those are some of the best teams um, around the state. They end up there. Um, and then you get a better idea of what's going on. Yeah. Um, for like, like the usually, yeah, usually you go to Albany, I go to, I go to Archie just because we can kind of split the state and South Oakland on Archie this year is kind of interesting. A couple other teams that should be a, that team camp is getting better and better. I think each year it's not quite Albany always has like three or four state contenders because it's just Northwest Missouri, but um, go on. Yeah. And we'll get the South whole thing. Cause I think you and I are kind of on the same page there as well. Um, finish out the GRC. I think you know North Andrew still has one of the best players in the state, um, mm-hmm. and a couple of guys returning that started. Not many, um, so we'll see what they're <laughs> able to do. When you have a guy like Braxton Linville, um, you're not going to be bad, um, but that's still a lot to replace. Um, you know, Stanberry's got some guys coming back, uh, but they got to figure it out. Um, they. I I thought last year um they'd be much better um but they weren't um because there's no talent she, there. There's she was back there. for a 16th year, so Tucker Sheaver will be a senior. Uh, they got a couple other guys there. I mean they they have some good running backs over. They always kind of do. They're another losing Cameron. Uh, he graduated finally there, and so did Lance Wallace. So missing a couple of really good players there, but they they're there's still a gap between them and Worth County right now. Um, they got they have to close the gap with um, Albany, North Andrew, and King City from last year still. So they're just a uh, maybe it was some just a lot of growing pains last year. I'm not sure with Stanbury. We'll have to kind of see what they look like there at Albany's team camp. So usually Stanbury is a team that you can see kind of early in the summer. Um, you can kind of see their their athletes there, and you can kind of gauge what they're going to kind of do in the year kind of deal um, with them. Either they all grew up pretty quickly, or they're still going to have some growing pains uh, with them yeah. usually over there. Yeah, and Albany's got some numbers. <laughs> Um, they got another Klein, uh, going to play quarterback. <laughs> he is not Kemper, <laughs> uh, but nobody is. So, no. um, so, but they have great coaches in that conference too, which is why oh, yeah. I still think it'd be better. Um, you know, it'd be interesting, uh, with Dustin Williams now being the head guy and we'll see how that goes. Um, but he's been such a big part of that program mm-hmm. that, it was almost like co-head coaches in a way. Um, so I think he'll be fine. Uh, we'll see what he does, though, because I think they will have to change some things. Um, as much as I hate to see that offense go away, they may have to. Um, it's, it's a little different to have all the size in the world to push people off the ball. It's a little harder to run that offense if you're not getting – reset the line of scrimmage five yards downfield each play. It makes it a little bit harder to run that offense, just a smidge. So yeah. the line was yeah. so good last year. I mean, there's a reason we had – was it two or three all state linemen? And we were probably kicking ourselves for not just putting the whole North Andrew O line in the first team just because they were that good last year. Um, as you said with the GRC, the coaches, it just kind of raises the floor of the conference because they're just never yeah. going to bottom out because those coaches are, they've built programs there through the G, junior high and the JV. There's always a baseline level of 
competence with the offenses and the defense sets that it's hard to bottom them out kind of deal. Yeah. The Maya and who knows what you can really predict. Uh, but you know North Andrew, they're gonna have a drop off. Um just enrollment numbers. You have teams like that, like Albany, they may have a lot of kids now, but they're not far from a drop off. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we'll see how that works. Um but again, like you said, when you have Fountain and guys like that, it's hard to bottom out. But <laughs> You still have to have some dudes too. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and but to your point and our agreement, Worth County is just much more talented than the rest. You know, they were they weren't the best team, but they were <laughs> they were one B last year. Yeah, they were step behind North Andrew. They're bringing back Tyler New at quarterback. Um, they got the um, younger McIntyre kid and Grant will be back this year as their one of the receivers. Um, Bo Collins, he'll be a freshman. And um, based on what I've heard, I know it's junior high stuff, but he has won every junior high track meet in the 100, the 200, the discus, and the shot put. Not usually four events you put for one person <laughs> to get 40 points at every track meet. Um, but I did see the picture they posted after he won. He broke the discus record there at one of the track meets. And I'm like, that's a junior in high school. That's not an eighth grader. So like, just some kids... You don't usually expect much out of freshmen just because usually they're freshmen. Mm-hmm. A little different with some kids. And he'll definitely step in, um, try to fill those shoes best he can. Dylan McIntyre, uh, he's graduated. He was, we thought was the best receiver in the state last year. They're going to have to lose him. They're losing uh, Latham um, up front, a couple other Creed Wilcox. Uh, but it's Worth County. There's one thing I know over there. They're going to replace linemen with other big old country boys. And they're just going to fill them in. And they're going to. Be physical. This is what Worth County does. So, I think they're going to be really good next year and uh, team to be reckoned with up north. Yep. Um, number two, RT rules the South, makes it the state championship game. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I I think I and you know because everyone asks um, about what I think about the rest of the state, and again, it's it's spring, and I I kind of hate that question because I don't. <laughs> really know um i do think the south is getting better mm-hmm. um you know i think uh and i think you had that on there you had appleton city finishing second in the wemo i think yes. that's very possible um i know they they liked kyle long and his leadership and all those things um but i think they have another guy um that's going to fill in really well um and you know with cash things like that i think they're they're getting better but mm-hmm. right now, those teams are still – there's a big gap. Like the GRC in a way, really, I think, that the gap between mm-hmm. the best team and the second best is fairly large. Um, you know, it, Drexel, I think Dean will get the best out of them. I don't know what that will be because um, I know they're they're small. Um, mm-hmm. But, yeah, I, I, I like what the South's doing. I think it's just process. Yeah, and I think they, you know Lockwood will still be um, pretty good, um, but King Henry, yeah, yeah. Now that <laughs> uh, I don't know how they're going to replace Kerr, I think that's going to be a a big one for them. Um, but I know they still got some guys. I, you know, I saw a freshman last year play some in the College Heights game, and he was fairly mm-hmm. impressive for a young kid. Um, so I think they'll be fine. Uh, but again, it's just going to take time. Uh, as they get used to just eight man um, and yep. they kind of bred into them. Um, but I think they're getting closer. 
Yeah, and I think we saw improvement from Liberal last year. We thought Liberal down south could have competed with some of the teams up north who were similar in their own conference, kind of deal with that. We thought they did a good job last year, but they got to replace Morrow and a couple other guys that are up front for them. So they're a team that's that's one of the kind of the hard parts that, for these teams to kind of close the gap is they get these good classes that kind of come through there. And by and a lot of these teams are the third or fourth year, so those talented kids are just now figuring out eight-man kind of at this level, and then they graduate. And they have to kind of keep molding those younger classes there. So we're getting closer, I think, down there um, with that. But I do I think Archie – they lost a lot of talent from last year, but they had a good sophomore and junior class behind them. That was really the core nucleus of that team. Um, I think mm-hmm. Archie can hit the ground running this year and will just be a step or two ahead in just the developmental process. Um, they did a good job with their JV program down there and kind of building kids up to replace the seniors each year. So it's more filling in the roles and not just taking huge steps to try to elevate freshmen and sophomores where they're not ready for it at this point. So I think Coach Smith did a good job with that uh, down there. And I just think Archie – I think last year was kind of their was Drexel's first year making the semifinals moment for them last year, playing North Andrew and experiencing that and realizing what it's going to take to make it farther. And I think those kids will take it to heart down there uh, for that and know what it needs to be done at the next level to kind of beef up a little bit more, hit the weights and just well, what's kind of needed. The beautiful thing for them this year is there's not a North Andrew. Yeah. <laughs> uh, because I think the biggest difference in that game was just the size. Uh, mm-hmm. And this year, they're not going to run into anybody with that kind of size. So, yeah, but yeah, I agree with what thing. you're saying. Sometimes you have to get punched in the face. And well, as I said, learn from that, that. that Drexel team, they made the state semifinals. They ran into that Mountain City team that had three players in the backfield that would have started on any team in the state with TJ Hopkins and uh, Dylan George and Landon Papa and Dylan Martin. I mean, that team was <laughs> that was a darn good team too. They kind of ran into that that ran them over and they're like that we haven't seen that before it's like yeah no one up here could beat them either so don't such feel a bad boring, such a boring team <laughs> they just beat the tar out of everybody and just like okay it's 45 nothing we'll go home now yeah cool running except for south now we hold for a half and then we got hurt and then it wasn't <laughs> and then it was over yeah. um for sure on there okay we'll go to the third one uh, go more to the central part of the state. Oric wins the Central River I-70 division and their district, which they haven't announced districts yet, but I do have their district based on what I'm kind of predicting is Bramer, Northland, Oric, Plattsburgh, and Southwest Livingston in that kind of district there. So I think them and Bramer would be the two to get out of that district, but I would trust Oric at this point with Miller and company with Thacker to get out of districts. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think Oric, um, they're a team I like because uh, I think Thacker knows what he's doing, um, but they got to figure out defense. Um, mm-hmm. If they can figure that out and just be average, um, there's no, I mean, they should be there at the end uh, in a way. You know, that's again, you have that kind of talent, you can run the ball like that. You just got to figure out defense, uh, especially this year and. That can take you a long ways. So, and we'll I was gonna, I was kind of looking there. It kind of goes with uh, my prediction at number seven with South Holt wins a share of the two seventy five with either East Ashton or Platte Valley. Um, I have the district that's so I have Oregon District five, and they would match up in sectionals with District six, which I have as LeBlond, DeCab, North Andrew, Saint Joe Christian, Stewartsville, Osborne, and South Holt. So if we get a South Holt Oric sectional game with Thacker and Peterson. 
I would love that because <laughs> I think that'd be a lot of fun. Or even Thacker and Williams there from North Andrew um, with that. I think that'd be a lot of fun in a sectional game as well. I couldn't, I don't know if I was ready to trust Oric this early in the process to beat either one of those teams that sectional game to get the semifinals just because I'm not sure defensively. And I do like what Southwold brings back this year. Mm-hmm. Um, pretty much everybody, including Nolan at quarterback. Um, they lose Jace Jackson, but that's about it for offensive production for them for last and they're year. Adding, so they're adding like 15 kids, so they'll actually have depth. bodies on the sidelines. Yeah. <laughs> so exactly with that. So I'm really excited for that. So I like what works. I like how their setup kind of looks there, and they do have a couple of obstacles there with we're not sure with Bramer. They, another team that can score a lot of points, not sure defensively, new coach this year, just a lot of moving parts there for Bramer, but super talented as well. Uh, for order to kind of get through so they're still it's not like a i really i really i really like that conference this year as far as the depth i think a lot of interesting you know, games well exactly. you know like like we said the grc the wemo you could hang those banners now um but i think in that one you know you still have st paul and north shelby and bramer and you know that's there's some depth there at least talent wise that make it interesting mm-hmm. so yeah, because – and this is how they kind of broke down there with – and this is what I've been kind of told that's the I-70 in the North Division, but the North Division's not really a division. It's kind of like a schedule agreement, but I'm going to leave it as a division for the standings because I don't know what else to do with it. And Keatsville's playing a JV schedule only, so Slater's like filling in for them, but they're not a conference member. But I'm throwing the district in the standings anyways because they're playing everybody. So <laughs> it's it's kind of weird. I'm not sure how divisions and conferences work. In the eastern part of the state, it's weird. I don't understand it. Um, but the I-70 division is Concordia, Norman Harden Central, Hughesville, Oric, St. Paul, Santa Fe, and Sweet Springs. And the north division is Bramer, Knox, North Shelby, uh, Newcomer Paris, Schuyler, Newcomer Slater, and then Southwest Livingston, uh, leaving the 275 and going to the Central River. So um, kind of interesting there. Uh, Bramer and Southwest kind of got pushed just to the east because they were kind of the odd teams out there um, in that little cluster. There's like nine teams there, and they kind of – those two got the short of the straw of kind of being dueled to ship out east to play teams like Paris and Knox. It's pretty good travel there. But, I mean, Southwest is used to kind of long travel games for conference games anyways. They've been going to Tarkio and Rockport every other year anyways uh, for that. So, yeah, so I have Oric um, winning – the Central River, and then North Shelby edging out Bramer. And I'm going to mention Skyler um, in there in that Northern Division. I think Skyler makes an improvement uh, this year, but aren't quite ready to compete for a division title. Uh, finish above 500 for the first. There, Skyler is what I had for Bramer last year, a team that's kind of been down in eight-man, had number of problems, and they finally got some athletic kids that are kind of come through there and kind of turn the program around a little bit. So I think Skyler's a team that should be a lot of fun this year. Yeah. And I, I really like North Shelby. Um, you know, normally they, they play defense. Um, that was the case last year. Um, <laughs> you went to the Bramer North Shelby game. You saw a lot of defense there, didn't you? Uh, <laughs> but Amos Fredrickson was maybe my favorite running back in the state, too. Like, watching him last year was a lot of fun. I was just – like, they did that in Bramer, and he didn't play that game. Uh, but you, you watch the film, and – Duke can play. He's fun. Yeah. Yep. Oh. And he Speaking was which, one of the guys that had over 2,000 yards. He was there along with Cash Anderson from Appleton City, 
Jackson Miller, Oric, and then Jaden Maggart from St. Paul Lutheran, um, who I think, and 2,000 yards, if it's 11 games you play, so that means you're not regular season, you go to two playoff games, it's 180 yards a game. That's a lot of yards uh, to average. I got to see something different in Appleton, though, before I can believe he'll get to 2,000. I mean, that's they, fair, they didn't but... they didn't feed him the ball as much as I would have last year. Now we'll see. I I'm not saying he won't be good. He could rush for 1500 yards. Um, yeah, I would like I to see. Andy's also a guy I think you got to throw the ball to. So I think he gets. I would predict he has 2500 yards from scrimmage. all purpose. Yeah. Okay. It's like like last year he had um 1300 yards on 151 carries, so over almost nine yards a carry. And he had only 38 yards receiving. So I think that definitely goes up this next yeah. year. So 1,300 yards. I was thinking 700 yards is a lot to improve on. There. But like, you know what? He's going to just get the ball a lot. And it's, and one guy that I thought about putting on my 2,000 list that I didn't uh, was Briar McIntyre because he ran for like 1,800 yards this last year. I just – um, what was it? Yeah, 1,841. That was going to the semifinals. I just think they might run into the same problem that other teams that have really good running backs like Ecker did last year where they just get up so early where it's like, well, we're just going to rest him because there's no reason to get him hurt at this point kind of deal on there. So I think there might be some of that. Um, he got a little banged up last year too. So it's one of those deals like they're wanting to play for late in the season. The stats mm-hmm. really don't matter that much. He, he still might be a better player next year, but the stats will be kind of down a little bit just because they're like, we're just going to see if we can get other guys in the offense, kind of figured out, get set in the ball more, other little skill players. got a lot of good skill players there. He might throw mm-hmm. for some more yards, kind of deal on there, just them trying to get other guys involved. So I think he's a kid who could run for 2,000 yards, but they won't need him to. So yeah. that's – and, of course, your guy from Osceola. Uh, did you actually have him on there? I did not. He said I should have had him on there, but he's going to run for 3,000. So he ran for almost 1,200 last year. Um, so we'll see. I do like the new coach, though. I'm yeah. surprised I didn't get um, secondhand slapped in the podcast from you on that one about running the football. So I was ready for it when I was listening to the podcast with you and him. Um. Oh, right. <laughs> I thought about it. I knew you did. I could, I, could yeah. s- I could sense it in the podcast. I'm like, <laughs> I'm waiting for Anthony just to deliver the hammer on me here, but he never did. So, well, I. I did it subtly when I was like defense and running the ball. You're you're my kind of guy. <laughs> uh, and then uh, Bramer, you have uh, Jordan Haley going for four thousand yards. Yes, he'd be the first what? guy outside of Pattonsburg and Northwest Nottawa to do it. Is that just because you think they'll play more games, or do you just believe that? I mean, he threw for thirty four hundred yards last year, and they pretty much played nine and a half games because they didn't really get a throw in the playoff game. So I think he'll make the district championship game there with Oric. So that means he's playing 12 games at that point. And I think he's going to be better this year too, because he's just that good um, with it. So I think he's got a chance too uh, this year. So, and if they don't fix the defense, they're going to have to keep scoring points. And I mean, they lost two games last year, 96 to 80. They lost about a score twice last year um, with that. I mean, they're going to score points. They were fun to watch offensively just because, He's a really good player. <laughs> He's really fun to watch. There's a lot of good quarterbacks coming back next year between Haley, um, Linville from North Andrew, McIntyre at Archie, New at Worth County, Nolan at South Holt. Um, 
we'll see what Jackson Miller, if he's going to line up a running back still, if he goes back to quarterback. I'm not sure what Thacker's going to do there. Uh, this is more like a power cor- – just a runner uh, there for him. So, um, Henry Schnelli there at Lockwood. I can't forget him as well. Connor Smith at Skyler. There's a lot of good guys uh, mm-hmm. coming back next year. So, uh, Gage Idings from Pattonsburg. Um, so, I'm excited for next year because there's a lot of good quarterbacks coming back. I will say the final thing on your prediction here, if Bramer is better defensively, he won't get near that. That's fair. Because yeah. those teams also were very bad defensively in Pattonsburg and Northwest Nottoway, and that's yes. what they had to keep scoring because they couldn't stop a soul. <laughs> so. Yeah, and then we uh, we kind of discussed it, the 275. Uh, mm-hmm. I agree with you. I think I I would pick South Holt to win it outright. Um, until I see uh, how Platte Valley replaces their guys. Mm-hmm. EA, uh, I think that was a bit of a homer pick for you. Um, <laughs> not sure why you'd predict them to tie for the uh, conference title. Well, if I look back at East Atchison's just history here over under Barron's over the last few years, they've been either at or near the top of the conference each and every year. And it's kind of hard to kind of fair away from that. They've won at least seven games each of the last one, two, three, four, five, six years, and they've won ten games twice in that stretch, and they won nine games last year. There's always kind of that the top of the conference there. It doesn't matter if it was them in Mountain City, them in South Holt, Holt, them in Southwest Livingston, now them in Platte Valley. If it's next year, them in South Holt. They're always just kind of right there uh, with it. I know they got to replace a lot from last year with Spinato was a great player. Um, Litherberry played great on defense. Uh, I know I'm missing a couple of other seniors they had there um, over East Thatch. I just think they're a team that's kind of earned the right to kind of Braden Graves, uh, Charles Brown, a couple of the guys there for East Atchison. They've just kind of earned the reputation of they're going to be there each and every year. I know last year we were kind of down on them going to the year. We're like, yeah, we're not sure how good they're going to be. And watching the jam it's like, oh, it's still East Atchison. They're still going to be super physical. They're going to be sound on defense. And I think in that conference – I think South Holt still has to – I think I know they'll bring a lot back next year. I love Peterson. They just, still have to close the gap. They have to still have to close the gap on East Ashton and Platte Valley. I get those teams lost a lot of talent. But they, there was still a gap last year between South Holt and those two teams that they have to close uh, with that. And I know Platte Valley, they don't lose a lot of guys. They lose four. Uh, but those four were really good with Carter Luke, Trevor Weir, Wyatt Miller, and Jackson McCrary. Those are four super impact starters, two stars. And then two more super impact guys. So, um, but I do like the talent they have behind there with Silkit. So, um, and probably yeah. the three best coaches in the conference. They're in the top three there. Um, you look around the state, would probably rank those three at the top just no because of the, my, each year. No love, no love for my guy at Rockport. See, Dalton said he can't like me anymore. So we can't be friends anymore, apparently. Because I took the Tarkio job. <laughs> That's all that's too shitty to track oh, me. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, I still love Dalton. He told me he'll never grow out of the shotgun ever. So he hurt me there. Um, but. Well, the talent's coming for them. I, oh, yeah. You know, I, and oh, I in heard... two years, it's, it's Rockport. Like, <laughs> they looked, they had athletes everywhere that junior high track me. They ran away with the conference title. Um, EA, I've, I've heard their younger kids are. Pretty good too. So mm-hmm. even if they're down for a year or two, and by down, maybe you, maybe you have the South Holt season where it's like you eke out six wins, seven wins. Um, but we'll see. Uh, like you said, Barron's 
he, he does continue to prove us wrong. Um, I I will <laughs> die on that hill of the conference stunk last year. EA but, and Platte Valley were good. Yeah, yeah. And teams. then there was a – they didn't get pushed a whole lot through the regular season, though, last year. Oh. It just – like I went to both South Hole Platte Valley games. Second game was a lot more fun because South Hole threw the ball a little bit. That was a little that was a lot of fun because they were able to kind of keep pace. But that was after Platte Valley had scored in like three offensive plays, uh, three touchdowns. So it's like And and a little secret for the people. South Hold will be running a different offense this year. Shocking, I know that Peterson <laughs> would switch it up, but We've talked about this. He they might write different <laughs> offense week to week, quarter to quarter, drive to drive. It's it's why we love Peterson. It's why we love Josh. It's because you never know what you're gonna get. Uh, I talk to coaches me. and they're like, we see him like laughing on defense and like they'll switch to a four man front like one play. And we're like, Oh, we got him. And he switches back. And like he he's always malleable with it. And like we can't get him. <laughs> so uh he always makes their job really difficult because he always just kind of tweaks things. Where you can't get a good beat on him because you'll never know his next move because it's Josh. Now I did have a two seventy five coach tell me that the most talented team in that conference, um, you call home, and that's not a way Valley. They lost some talent uh, next year. Yes, and maybe the most talent. I don't know, but even in that conversation, yeah. You got to do better than three wins. They have a lot of they have a a gap to chase as well. I know they played South Holt really tough there in the regular season finale, but that was week nine. The two seventy five made no sense because Mound City almost upset Rockport. Maui Valley led South Holt for ninety percent of the game. EA Platte Valley was a low scoring game. Like that whole like night was just weird in the whole conference. So I'm not sure what to take from that. Uh, in Maui Valley, they went three and seven last year, and they beat. Mountain City, DeKalb, Southwest Livingston. Teams you're supposed to beat um, with that. I know Stewartsville will probably come back to the pack a little bit. So I, I think Nolly Valley is right there with probably the Rockport range just below the top three is where I probably have them. But they also need to kind of prove to stay there, kind of at the same point. Because at some point, you got to beat someone you're not supposed to beat to get a little more respect in the conference and just around the state kind of deal. You get to start elevating yourself over teams who are above you. And that's just tough. I know it's tough to do um, with that, but they have the pieces there. I, Preston Jenkins, I said during basketball season, roughly a couple of feathers at Worth County, that he might be the strongest student date man who's not like a pure lineman. Because the kid's mm-hmm. just, he's just, he's just a brick. And he, he has a mean streak to him. I know his mom. He's like, yeah, he gets a little angry on the basketball court. I'm like, yeah, he does. <laughs> so, and I enjoy that. Um, but he's a really good football player that, had a couple injuries last year. They had to play through, kind of deal with that. But he's a good athlete. They have athletes. They just got to put it all together. So we'll see what they can kind of do. But they're kind of on the opposite of what East Ashton is at, where they haven't shown they can do it each year. So it's hard to trust them with it. While East Ashton loses a lot of talent, but they've proven they can replenish it, whether it's been replacing Jake McEnany, replacing uh, Merriweather. Now they got to replace Spinato. Like each year they keep losing a star player or two and they keep finding a way to replace them and keep it rolling over there. So that's why you have faith in them kind of deal over there. At least why I have faith in them over there. Outside of East (laughs) East (laughs) outside of any hiring alliances. (laughs) 
You so you're rambling about your uh your job. Gotcha. The people <laughs> that employ you. Uh I know you got a couple of questions whether I was gonna keep doing this. Yeah, I'm gonna keep doing this. I'm not doing anything football free Statuson. Um so um and then finally you have Worth County winning the state title. Having beaten Archie in the state championship game and getting tie in Mount City for the most state championships and eight man with eight. Uh, which is a lot. <laughs> now it's good. The last time Worth County played in the state title game with a senior quarterback against a Wemo team. With a stud the, quarterback. Yeah. I do think um I don't know if he'll ever be Aiden Gladstone the way he was a senior, like just freakish accuracy. Um but I expect Tyler New to do crazy things this year. Like, yes, the kid's good. The kid is so good at football and mm-hmm. basketball. He's pretty good track. He's pretty good at baseball too, isn't he? he did you play baseball? I I seen him hit a home run over the center field fence in Nottaway Valley, in Burlington. That's not a short shot. <laughs> no, it's not. I was there the other night. That's not a short shot. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, he's just it's one of those kids. It's a whatever sport he kind of picks up. He's really good. I mean, I watched him score twenty points and a half. And I'm like, yeah, that was pretty easy for him <laughs> in basketball. And then we watched him play football last year. He, he's a very good player. So that I would enjoy going to Columbia to watch Tyler New versus Briar McIntyre for a state championship game. I would enjoy that um, very did, much I so. Did, I did see the other day, and it made me think of the state title game, is they uh, keep working on that new soccer field in Kansas City. Yeah, they started construction there. Yeah, Before I, I moved, I, I went by there and looked at it. It was They started working around stuff. It'd be cool. I'm not going to get my hopes up on it, but that'd be a cool place to have it. Yes, it would. I would enjoy that more than driving to Columbia. Even now that I've moved from Kansas City, where it was 15 minutes from my place, um, it would still be much closer than Columbia for mm. me and pretty much 90% of the team's state man football. Yep. But the All-Star Game's coming up, too. We're, we're what, a month, almost two months from that, less than two months. It's end of June. I tried to get us a job. I told him. Uh, try to get us a job. I didn't. Have... <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, I was talking with uh, Breckenridge about that and about the number of kids they had to turn down. I told him you just need to have four teams. You can have your game with your coaches, and then you give me and Devin a team to coach. That would go so poorly, <laughs> I think. <laughs> Can't be that bad. I'll come up with three plays. Dive right, dive left, fullback dive. I get, I need more time to install a passing offense that I want. Uh, why? You just send out a playbook to all the seniors in like September. Oh yeah, um, for sure. Like, hey guys. If we're gonna be my team, if we're gonna beat Anthony, we gotta, and we should let the players choose whose team they want to be on, instead of us picking them. They pick us, and I'm nicer than you usually, huh? <laughs> or so I've been told. By who? People. Who are these people? I ain't gonna. I'm not doxing nobody. 
I'm trying to find. I always can't find the stuff we posted there for the All-Star game with the link of like the teams and stuff. Hmm. I don't know. I don't know. We post too much of the eight man thing. We haven't posted in a while, but there's still a lot of stuff to sift through. Who's your head coach? My head coach? Oh, for the thing that Dean sent us that we haven't done yet? Yeah. <sighs> How would you have first pick? I don't even know because I don't want to. Do I just say Barons? Stick it, I work with him. <laughs> Oh, there it is. All-star game. I really don't know. I I do think that his game would be fine. There would be one fight, though. And that's over the strength and conditioning coach. Are you taking caps? Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Of course. Yeah. Well, I'll take um, Watson over at Norman Harden Central. He was mad we didn't include him last time in the coaches' fight, so I'm going to include him this time because he's ready to throw hands at me last time. Like, ah, no, coach, I'm sorry. Because he was <laughs> he's did the bodybuilding, the the powerlifting competitions and stuff before too. So hmm. he's part of that world. Yeah, but Cap's the strong choice there for strength and conditioning coaches. Oh yeah, yeah, very very strong. <laughs> Uh, as long as I can have Dean as my defensive coordinator. Ooh. Just because I think he gets the most out of the kids on defense. I actually had two names down. He Who's was the, the other first one? one. Barons. Yeah. Another team that's always just always in the right spot and just always super physical yeah. as they run through kids. Yeah. The only thing is, I don't know if Dean can defend the pass. That's what we saw last year. I was a King Henry, all right? <laughs> and no one passes uh, an eight-man football anymore. They do more now than they used to. It was fun, though. I appreciate him not doing well in that game. It made the game more interesting. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> well, we were kind of worried there for that first quarter. Like, uh-oh, we came down here for this, and yeah. then Lockwood just kept scoring with them. <laughs> it was like – and then it got to a point where, like, okay, it was 130 combined points. <laughs> You I'm so say tired that. again. We talked about North Shelby and Bramer. <laughs> okay, it's true, but I also I was doing play by play, and that was exhausting because it just uh, kept going. Yeah. <laughs> and it was a Thursday, and I'm like, I gotta do this again tomorrow. I'm not even sure where I was going the next day, but it was a Thursday night. I'm like, I'm so tired. I gotta work tomorrow. Yep. yep. Are we gonna see more Thursday and Saturday games next year because of the ref shortage? I hope so. Hope there's more Saturday than Thursday, personally. Now, mm, I don't know. I enjoy having my Saturdays, though. Watch college I'm either going to watch eight man football or I'm going to go to a D2 game. So, either way, I'm going to a game on Saturday. I'd rather it be a high school game at this point. Yeah, I'll be honest. After covering a few Northwest games last year, didn't like it. College that games is, are long, man. That is a long day. Well, and also. I love Northwest, but their offense was hard to watch last year. You were at the Missouri Western game, wasn't it? Where they had like 21 yards of offense in the first half. It was like three nothing Western at halftime. Like it was. No. 
you was a Northeastern game. I think, oh, you that was a rough one because yeah. Northeastern couldn't do anything offensively. Neither. Northwest, it so. was like three and out, three and out. These <laughs> <laughs> uh, are like 10 punts in the first half. It didn't matter who Northwest played. Every game was the same. Like, <laughs> no one's going to move the ball. It's like watching Iowa football. Yeah. Yeah. Yikes. Which right. Iowa football had a six to four game, which is what the hockey game was the other night between um, Edmonton and Vegas. Vegas. That's right. I'm trying to remember who they played. I'm like, who did they play? Who <laughs> they lost to? The Golden Knights. We went full circle there. We're back to hockey. That's how yep. we do it. So next week, maybe we'll do the, the coaching draft thing. Coaching draft yeah. with the. I need some more time to my mascot. Yeah. <laughs> We can do colors and everything too. Yeah. Is your team gonna be purple? <laughs> I'm gonna take that as a no. 